night. Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, Who Run the World? Girls. We'll tell you about Run the World and what that program is doing for girls here in Winnipeg with Megan Rafferty, who runs the program. Also, taking a look back at a very interesting Sunday in the NFL. And if you're a Vikings fan, it was, well, it reaffirmed a lot of things you already thought. That's on the podcast. Let's start now with the NFL recap that I do every week. They're getting longer, I'm noticing, but that's okay. It's my show. Who cares? The first Sunday of the NFL season, it delivered really only a handful of entertaining games. But yesterday, the second Sunday of the season, it was definitely better. Unless you're a Vikings fan. We'll get to that and lots more in the week two NFL recap, which starts now. Beginning in Miami, where the Patriots had lost five of their last six visits against the Dolphins. But these aren't your granddad's Dolphins. Calling this team a hot dumpster fire of trash is disrespectful to garbage. New England 43, Miami 0. 49ers visiting the Bengals, who looked really feisty in a tight loss in Seattle last week. They took a nap in this one. Niners run all over them in a 41-17 throttling. In Washington, an NFC East tilt between the Cowboys and the Washington professional football team. Dallas started slow, got on a roll. Never really pulled away, but the game was never really in doubt. 10-point win, Cowboys 2-0. Also 2-0, the Buffalo Bills winning two games in a row in the same stadium on the road. They beat the Jets and they beat the Giants. Are they for real? Probably not, but hey, good for you, Buffalo. Pittsburgh looking to bounce back from a lousy week one performance hosting Seattle. And uh-oh, Ben Roethlisberger's hurt. Leaves the game. Turns out he's done for the year, so it's up to you, Mason Rudolph. Seattle got up nine late. Just got to hold on to the ball. They fumbled it. Steelers recover. They score TD. The lead is two, but under two to go. It's fourth down. Seahawks can ice it if they get a yard. It's risky, but they get it. Pete Carroll Cajones. But Big Ben is hurt, and that's trouble for Pittsburgh. Good news for AFC North rival Baltimore hosting the Cardinals. After putting up 59 last week, what did Lamar Jackson have in store for an encore? How about a narrow six-point win against an Arizona team that won't win a lot this year, but it's going to be not that easy to put away? Jags at Texans. Gardner Minshew the second. The man for Jacksonville. This game stunk. Down 13-6 late. Minshew springs to life. Leads his team down the field. Touchdown to DJ Chark. But instead of kicking the extra point, they're going to go for two in the win. Minshew was the man, so of course they hand the ball off and run it right up the middle and don't get the convert. Texans survive. Colts visiting the Titans. Indy with a go-ahead touchdown with four minutes to go. Adam Vinatieri has already missed one extra point. Doink! Misses another. The Colts are only up by two, but lucky for them, the Titans are average. They cannot get down the field and kick a field goal, so Colts survive. Detroit Lions hosting the LA Chargers. Then this one, vintage Chargers. You know, the fine 35 ways to narrowly lose a very winnable football game, Chargers. Third quarter, they score a touchdown to go up 11. I'm just kidding, penalty. Then they score again. Nope, also a penalty. Ball at the one, fumble. Also, their kicker missed two field goals. Lions go ahead by three, but the Chargers have the ball on the edge of field goal range. Phillip Rivers throws into triple coverage in the end zone. It's picked off. The Lions, they survive. Chargers, get a charger. Vikings visiting the Packers. Deep breath, Christian. Huge rivalry matchup that was all Green Bay early. 21-0 before Minnesota had their morning coffee. Big 75-yard run. And then they score again. But wait, Booth Review, they call an offensive pass interference in hindsight? Ah... Ticky tack at best. Vikings settle for a field goal. Then they get a long score in the third. They could go for two, but their receiver took his helmet off during the celebration. So it's a 15 yard penalty. The extra point is blocked. And so it's a five point game. Vikings driving late. First and goal. And Kirk bleeping Cousins throws off his back foot into double coverage. It's picked off. Packers hold on. Cousins needs to be deported. 
Raiders open up an early 10-0 lead on the high-powered Chiefs. First time Kansas City was shut out in the first quarter in two full seasons. So what did they do in the second? They scored four touchdowns. And that was it. 28-10 final. Ram Saints much-hyped rematch of last year's NFC title game. But the win taken out of the sales. Drew Brees heard a throwing hand. Saints office couldn't do anything after that. They got hosed on a call, but Rams still would have won anyway. Bears-Broncos, this game was terrible with a wild finish. Under a minute to go, Broncos with a TD to go down by one. Just like the Jags-Texans game, the Broncos decide to go for two, but the play clock expires. The layup game, now they got to attempt a longer kick for one, and they miss it. But Chicago was offside, so now it's a two-point try again, and they get it this time. But wait, a terrible call by the refs on a roughing the passer gives the Bears life. Fourth and ten, nine seconds left. Bears need like 15 yards to try a field goal. Pass complete. Receiver goes down. Clock hits zeros. Game over. No, it's actually not. The refs say there's one second left. Timeout Bears. 53-yard field goal is good. Chicago has a kicker. And Denver is the 0-2 for the first time in 20 years? Hard to believe. And finally, the nightcap between the Falcons and Eagles. Bird against Bird. Atlanta up five in the fourth. When Philly goes on a full field nine-minute drive, they take the lead. Two-point convert good, so a three-point lead for the Eagles. Atlanta now fourth and two at midfield. They got to get the first down. They get a touchdown instead, but still time for the Eagles. Carson Wentz hits Nelson Aguilar's drive for the touchdown. No, he dropped it. They would have won. Instead, they run out of yards. They run out of time. Atlanta survives. So a lot of close finishes to some rocky games in the teens and low 20s. Remember, it's still week two, right? So this is still a little bit preseason-y for some teams. So yeah, quarterback injury is not just a CFL thing. Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. Is he done forever? I don't know. Drew Brees is out for a while. Someone's got to win the NFC South. And the Saints, of course, get hosed again. Can refs just agree that if you're not sure if it's an incomplete pass or a fumble, just let the play run out? You can always take a fumble off the board if it's an incomplete pass, but you can't go the other way. You blow it dead, you think it's an incomplete pass, and Cameron Jordan picks it up and runs in for a touchdown. You call it, You have to call it back because you messed up on the field. So yeah, the Saints got hosed again. They would have lost anyway because Teddy Bridgewater was not going to do it. Uh, the Patriots look really good. They played two terrible teams. Well, Pittsburgh's not terrible, but they look terrible. Miami legitimately could go 0-16. And uh, finally, Kirk Cousins. Again, I'm a Vikings fan, and I'll wear that. He's 5-26 and against winning teams in his career. That's worth $84 million guaranteed, right? Right? Now, the great Beyonce once posed this question. Who run the world? And we all know the answer. Girls. And it was recently brought to my attention that there's a program in Winnipeg called Run the World. And who is it for? girls to help their self-confidence through running and joining me is Megan Rafferty who runs the program through core coaching and Megan take me through what run the world is all about run the world is a running program for girls aged 9 to 12 and uh, every week we go for a training run and we learn how to properly kind of build up our running uh, distances and abilities and then after the running workout we talk about an issue that affects uh, young girls um, and there's curriculum that we cover and have kind of a group discussion. Uh, so those include kind of healthy uh, body image as well as confidence and um, self-care and those types of things. Why is this important? Yeah, I think it's important because 
Um, I mean, the research is showing us that we need to do a better job of keeping girls in sport. Um, and we need to create really positive environments for them um, in whatever sport they're choosing to be in so that they they stay in sport. Um, research suggests that uh, 41% of girls age 3 to 17 uh, don't participate in sport. And, I mean, that's something that's very important for us to know and think about because we know that sport participation correlates with another many other um, positive outcomes into adulthood. So uh, the more we can do to kind of create a really supportive sport environment, the better. Do you find that some of the girls that register or more of the girls that register were already in sports anyway, or is this for some of the, many of the girls, this is what they do to be active? Um, We definitely have a combination of both. I would say that the inclusive and welcoming kind of dynamic of Run the World is something that uh, encourages girls who maybe aren't um, confident enough or ready for uh, either co-ed sports or team sports or something like that. So we are seeing some that are like more comfortable with participating in this type of program. But then we're, we're also getting the girls who um, participate in other sports and are really looking for uh, some of the unique um, characteristics about Run the World, like being able to train with just girls and, and having um, that time to, to be active, as well as talk about things like confidence and and uh, positive self-talk and those kinds of things. So what kind of, when you say training, how much running is it? Because I imagine you definitely have different levels of what these athletes are capable of. Mm-hmm. So um, we divide ourselves based on um, the girls' abilities and experience with running. And we have girls coming in with really no previous running experience. And we have girls coming in who have won their cross-country races, you know, last season. So uh, we divide ourselves and then set some goals at the beginning of the program and run anywhere from 1K doing intervals of running and walking, like right up to some of these girls are doing 5K uh, of running. So, yeah, kind of everything in between. And this is definitely something that's, you know, talking about mental health and talking about confidence. When you're getting close to the age of high school, is a very important thing. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I have been a coach for 17 years, and really this program has been born out of a need that I've watched over and over and over again, um, where I see in so many girls that this, like, one missing ticket to, you know, their progress or their next step or accomplishing something is their lack of confidence. And, you know, it's just like, I see their talent and I see their abilities. And if I could give them one other thing, it would be like the confidence to believe that they actually can do it. So right at, you know, starting with this age of nine to 12, it's such a important time to kind of plant these seeds of building their confidence up before approaching those teenage years and those years, especially that we know um, girls drop out of sports at a much higher rate. 
So the confidence that they gain from this isn't just necessarily confidence in their running ability, but something that they can take and apply to their schoolwork, to whatever they choose to do, right? Absolutely. When we do our goal setting at the beginning of the program, um, we, we set goals you know, running goals, we set goals at school, we set goals for, you know, whatever um, is kind of on their mind. And we know that the, the discipline and the confidence that they might develop in running uh, absolutely translates over to um, post-secondary education, their careers, uh, their school, whatever it may be. Now, you've said you've coached for a long time and you, this has been born out of a need would it have helped people when you were this age? Would it have, would it have helped you or your friends to have something like this when you were 9 to 12? I think absolutely. This program um, kind of came as a result of both what I've observed as a coach and what I um, experienced, you know, as a young girl growing up in sport. And um, I think that it sport has this incredible ability to give girls and teach girls about, you know, what discipline and all of those things are. And, and then, you know, as a result, they, they take that on into continuing in their sport. I also, you know, in promoting this program in other um, places have spoken with other women who are maybe adult runners or, adult uh, athletes of any kind and who have said like man I wish something like this would have existed when I was a kid and it maybe would have made some of those teen years or some of those tough um, you know situations being a little bit easier. Now have you received any feedback from parents that have their girls in this? Yes it we have had just you know overwhelmingly positive um responses to this and um one one parent wrote and i it has kind of stuck with me is um she wrote me a note to say thanks for teaching my daughter about positive self-talk and that really made the you know the ultimate difference in um her own confidence uh in actually a couple of different sports and if anyone wants more information on how to take part in this or get their child involved in this, where do they go? Uh, the best place to catch me is uh, email address hello at corecoachingsc.com or just find Run the World Winnipeg. Um, the website is online as well. All right, Megan, I appreciate your time tonight and uh, best of luck as you continue doing this. Thank you. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?